Welcome to Always Authors, the literary podcast that presents two authors in candid conversation. On this episode, we're excited to bring you Adrian Young and Isabel Ibanez, who recently co-wrote the Storyteller's Workbook, an inspirational, interactive guide to the craft of novel writing. Adrian, the New York Times best-selling author of the Sky and Sea duology and the Fable series, and Isabel, an award-winning designer and the author of Woven in Moonlight, which was included in Time's 100 Best Fantasy Books of All Time, discuss their collaboration and how its many features serve as an inspirational and organizational companion to the journey of creating a book. They also provide a sneak peek of their next novels and compare notes on how they use the Gilmore Girls to reset their creative juices. And then there are the stickers. You'll see. Inspiration starts now. Hello, I am Adrienne Young. And I am Isabel Ibanez. Hello. And we are the collaborators of the Storytellers Workbook, which is out now everywhere, which is very hard to believe. Absolutely surreal. It feels like, when did we work on this, actually, Adrienne? <laughs> okay, I've, been, I've actually been trying to remember this because a lot of people are asking this. Mm-hmm. The first conversations, I think, were maybe 2020. Yes, years ago. I remember that. Years ago. Um, it might have even been 2019. But we mm. initially started talking about, I guess, like, I was kind of brainstorming. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm very much a verbal processor. And I verbally process things with <laughs> Isabel a lot. <laughs> We're like actually friends um, too, in addition to both being authors. Mm-hmm. So I think I was like word vomiting mm-hmm. all over you about the idea of doing something like this. And you were with your background, yes. design, your art and design background, you mm-hmm. were like giving me a lot of advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I thought through a few different options. Mm-hmm. And when I decided I actually wanted to traditionally publish it through mm-hmm. a publisher, then I actually then went back and asked Isabel if she would just be my collaborator on the project and do all of the visuals and all of that. So it was okay. So basically it was years ago. Yeah. But um, it's funny. We do really brainstorm a mm-hmm. lot of different ideas because I think we have this in common. We both love to dream, but we're also doers as yes. well. Yeah. We put we put a lot of feet to some thoughts, ideas, and watching this come alive from the initial brainstorming session to, I mean, I just, it feels like a, a, a surreal blip yeah. in these past few years. Yeah, and we're we're also very goal oriented, and very so I think having a project like this that was outside of our fiction books because we both write fiction novels mm-hmm. was kind of a new challenge. Yes, and I think the reason it feels like a blur is <laughs> <laughs> to put it to put it lightly. The reason it feels like a blur is because we were working on it in between all of our deadlines for our fiction projects. Yes, I was thinking about this. This is my fourth. Yeah, my fourth. Project four and a half, if you count the short stories, since 2020. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot, and I mean, obviously, you've had maybe what two different categories published. I don't know. Working on different I things. I don't even know. <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. But like, yeah. I would finish up a deadline, uh-huh. and then you would 
or so I would finish up a deadline and then I would have like the copy edits for this mm-hmm. on my docket and yes. I would like complete that, but you were on a deadline for another project. And yes. so then like a month or two later, then you would go in while I was working on my next fiction yes. novel mm-hmm. and you would like work on the art and yes. whatever. So it was very, um, leapfrog. Yeah. It was very like Tetris. Like, yes esque where we were trying to piece together the time to actually complete it Mm -hmm. and it's been a very different experience right than the fiction novel we've talked a lot about this too absolutely learned a lot I had done covers before but I'd never done the breadth of interior pages Mm -hmm. being I mean working with you on all of the content so Adrian pretty much the majority wrote the content but we collaborated a little bit here and there. And then I did the design and then she would come in and collaborate on color scheme, all these things. So mm-hmm. we ended up just marrying both of our talents, mm-hmm. I think, really, really well. But it was really interesting to do so much layout and to figure mm-hmm. out visually how to bring to life your words and what you were trying to convey. So that was a really interesting and working with uh, an art department the way that we did. We learned a lot as well from that mm-hmm. process. So, yeah. Well, and there's so much that goes into. I feel like I got a lot of behind the scenes experience on the actual pre-production yes. and production of an of, of a physical book that I don't normally get with my fiction novels because mm-hmm. the publisher just they take care of all of that. Yes. But with this, we had to be intimately involved in like exactly how the schematics of the pages mm-hmm. were laid out and. Mm-hmm the bleed area and the mm-hmm. what's the gutter the gutter yep the gutter the gutter and like all these things that we're just margins like, oh the my whole God. thing yes. i don't want to think about all these things but you have to yes in order to get a product that in like an end product that is what we envisioned mm-hmm. and we did have a very specific vision yes very specific i mean even down to paper selection there yes. was nothing that we didn't look at choose our poor publisher was yes, probably like oh my god <laughs> seriously paperweights had I an mean, opinion about everything 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 and then you know for me I I think that my style can be very very fluid and so you can see a lot of that in the workbook mm-hmm. but um this was really challenging too because we had to be very specific on where everything was going to go how it was going to visually look headers paragraph mm-hmm. all these different things had to be uniform and typically I don't work mm-hmm. that way Mm-hmm. And so I remember very clearly getting together and going through like a proof that we printed on my home computer. Oh, yeah. It and took hours and hours, hours, yeah. hours just going through and making sure everything was uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, it really was such a learning experience. Yeah, it, it was. And I mean, I feel like it's, it's good to know these things. Yeah. I just never had reason to know them before. Mm-hmm. And now I know why they don't involve <laughs> authors and things like that usually. Yeah. Um, but I think we were in a unique position too, because we weren't just like sometimes in, with these types of projects, you sell a project and the publisher's art department is actually the one doing all the layout and art. But in this case, we essentially had like an author illustrator relationship, yes. even though, like you said, we were collaborating mm-hmm. on each other's parts. Yeah. Like it was, it was different for sure. Yes. So that it, you know, then, then it was coming out and we're just like, Oh my God, this is actually coming out now. We actually did this. Yes. And I'm really happy now that it's out. It's really really beautiful. It's really beautiful. I'm happy that it's out there that people will be able to use it because I think ultimately Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, 
this was something that we wanted to bring to the table that we would use. Yes. That would be. That's kind of how the conversation started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We both like to write, I have notebooks, you have notebooks, mm-hmm. things like that when we're starting to craft a, or start dreaming about a new book idea. And mm-hmm. so the idea of having everything in one place, beautiful, interactive, and encouraging, mm-hmm. because there is so much encouragement from the front page to the end page mm-hmm. and inspiration as well. So it yeah. really was something that we wanted to be able to use for our, for ourselves. Yeah. And I think, I think the... Biggest thing is the tactile aspect, right? Because like we both use Scrivener, which yes. is a online writing program and mm-hmm. you can essentially keep everything in one place, right? Yes. But for people who are tactile and yes. like need that physical, like mm-hmm. pen to paper aspect mm-hmm. and being able to like physically see everything in front of you and flip through the pages mm-hmm. to have it all in one place is just a very hard thing to do unless you're creating your own binder. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. where then, and I'm, I know people who do that actually. Yes. yes. And they have like their binder and everything but includes all of their stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just such a great like way to be able to take it with you wherever you go, whatever. Yes. So that the functionality mm-hmm. was really important. And then the idea of it being beautiful. Yes. And I feel like, Encouraging and inspiring. Yeah. Yes. And we were so um, we were so happy with the end result, for yes. sure, the visuals. But then the other really big thing that we talked so much about in the beginning that I feel like we were able to achieve is the aspect of, like, adaptability. Yes. So whether – no matter, like, what kind of writer you are, mm-hmm. um, you can use it. And yes. And you can adapt it to your style. And it's not a craft book. Yes. Really. And I, there's so many amazing writing craft books out there. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of them. I've read a lot of them. I recommend them to people. That's not what the Storyteller's Workbook is. No. It's really meant to be like a companion to the journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that because it's not mm-hmm. like you're going to open it up and find, you know, here's the magic bullet, the way mm-hmm. exactly to achieve X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um it's more like here's the space and like just enough structure to mm-hmm. be able to guide you along the path and keep you on track and all of that. So for sure. I don't really know how we wound up doing it, but it's done now. <laughs> yes, it's done. That's the thing. I'm just marveling that we got it done and it took so much time. And again, in between our schedules mm-hmm. for two years now, three years, I think it might've been 2019. Um, you know, what I love about the workbook to me is that just kind of what you were saying, any writer at any stage Mm -hmm. can have this workbook and they can fill it in as much as they want, Mm -hmm. but then there's also space to be able to draw Mm -hmm. instructions on how to build a map. The revision checklist for me is so valuable because, you know, as you're working through the project and you're ready to Mm -hmm. go into specifics, we have vague, let you take over, but then we can narrow it down. And hey, here's a really helpful guide just to make sure you don't miss anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that the workbook really balances the big, big ideas, and then it can narrow down as well. And it is a workbook that you fill out and you can make it as personal as you want and use it as much as you want, but it does not feel like it doesn't feel smothering to Mm -hmm. me or overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm very excited to see people. I think what's cool about a project like this is that it has the ability for people to discover it like for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Whereas with fiction, it's very much, there's so much promo and marketing done on the like release of the book and getting the word out there, like from the get go and all of that. And I think that this is something that people will discover and like see other people using it'll be recommended by mm-hmm. you know your writer friends mm-hmm. um so I think it's going to be an interest it'll be interesting to watch the path as yes. compared to um fiction yes. you know it's it's going to be interesting I think so too I think it will take on a life of its own I truly do too, yeah I don't think it's something that's stagnant I think it's something that is reusable and again everything in one place, easily accessible, lightweight enough that you can cart it around and you're not feeling like you're carrying this textbook, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I mean, I feel like everything we're talking about is all the, like, extremely picky details <laughs> that we put our publisher through. We were like, oh, my gosh, we really – we were so particular yes. about everything. But I'm glad we were. Yes, Because same. It, I think that's why it turned out so well. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I really, really do. I'm still in love with the stickers at the end of the – at the end of the book yeah, that the, people can use. There, the stickers might be my, like my favorite, like bell and bells and whistles part yeah. of it. You know, it's just so, uh, they're like fun for sure. And yes. I like want to put them everywhere. I love it. I wish I had a lot of sheets of the stickers actually. I've been curious. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but do you have a project in mind that you would first use the workbook with? Yes. I think for my next, YA project oh. um, because I'm already deep in revisions for my next adult novel. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm so like in the weeds of that, mm-hmm. that I think it would be more work to go in and try to apply everything right now. I'm Same. just, I'm too, mm-hmm. too busy and on deadline with that project. But over 2024, I will be working on my next YA duology, which yes. we're calling right now the fallen city duology. It's another YA fantasy like Greco-Roman inspired and so fun yeah and I do have like a very very rough draft of the first book but I am absolutely planning on using the workbook for that project like starting in the spring I love it and I'm very excited about like actually getting to use the functionality of it because we haven't gotten to do that yet. I mean, no. there are things in the workbook that I've been using for years, like my um, character development worksheet, yes. the world building worksheet. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I've had in on my computer that I developed and used for all of my projects. Um, but to have it all cohesive in one place is going to be mm-hmm. really fun, I think. What are, are you going to use it for something specific? Yes. I have a first draft of an adult romance that has not sold. There's no pub date, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just been in Scrivener. Mm -hmm. And I think I felt super disconnected with Mm -hmm. this project. And I couldn't even, I know the main character's name. I can't tell you the love interest name. (laughs) You're just checked out. They're completely checked out. Well, I haven't Mm -hmm. looked at it in maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. Two years, a year, something like that. So what I'm really excited to do is to reacquaint myself with the book. And I can think of no better way than to start putting Mm -hmm. what I know about the story. And again, there is a very messy draft written, Mm -hmm. but now I get to use the workbook to really flesh it out, make Mm -hmm. it come alive, break it apart and then reassemble. And I think the workbook will be able to help me just paint a clearer picture of what I want that story to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 
even thinking with the calendar part, I I think that is the part I'm will be very beneficial with mm-hmm. my projects for next year just because I mean my personal calendar <laughs> that has like deadlines, all the things, appointments, things like my kids stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the holiday parade happening at school this week, <laughs> you know, all that stuff it just gets lost and so it it'll be nice to have that visual element where I can be like, okay, I'm this month, here are my goals with this project. Yes. Next month, here are my goals. Um, you know, I haven't even thought about that. That's such a good point. Because really, everything you can use that calendar for is specific to the project you're working on. Exactly. It's you, a separate space for it. It's a completely set. You don't need to muddy it with, mm-hmm. and I mean, detail. other details in your life are not my, I, yeah. I don't mean to say that. But you don't no, need to yeah. overwhelm the calendar with different things. This is really just mm-hmm. making space, goals, and keeping track of your progress. I hadn't thought about it that way. Well, and even my physical cat, like I have my eye calendar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, so my digital calendar, and then I have my planner, my Mm -hmm. physical planner. And that's like every week, that's how I organize my week. It's how I check things off my list, my Mm to-do list. Mm -hmm. And I break up my day and organize each day. But because my day involves so much more than my job, yeah. You know, like things with my kids, my dog, dinner plans, yeah. like all of that outside of writing. Um, it's, I feel like that keeping up with the plan is just, it gets lost. And so that's how I'm planning on using the calendar specifically, mm-hmm. which I definitely need. I really love that. There, There is also another little component to the calendar. There's a bird's eye view yeah, as well, which is to me would be so helpful. Like by this date, by this time, I would mm-hmm. like the 30, big goals. Yeah. The very big goals, I think. And then yeah. of course, when you are done filling out your calendar, you can decorate it with all of the stickers at the back of the book. Yeah. Here are two brief messages from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Carrie Mayer, author of the national best-selling book, The Paris Bookseller. So I'm not just a writer, I'm an avid reader. And since Always Authors is sponsored by Bookfinity, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about it. Bookfinity is a website that is built by readers for readers. So you can get personalized book recommendations, create and share your book lists, review books, and refer friends to earn rewards. You start by taking a quick quiz to discover your reader type. And once you complete the quiz, you'll be taken to your My Bookfinity account. I took the quiz and got my reader type. I am a heroin addict, which is so accurate because I do love strong female leads. Now when I log into my Bookfinity account, I will get personalized book recommendations based on my reader type. Bookfinity also has a like it or lose it function, so I can quickly like the books that I'm interested in or lose the ones that I'm not. And it has a unique review system that goes beyond a star rating. I love that I can review a book based on how it made me feel and recommend it to others. To get started, visit bookfinity.com and take the reader type quiz and create your personalized account today. Buxton Books is proud to be a season sponsor of the Always Authors podcast. Buxton Books is located in downtown Charleston, South Carolina on King Street. And we are a full-service, independent bookstore that also specializes in presenting one-of-a-kind literary events. Please come visit us in Charleston or online at buxtonbooks.com to purchase books and to receive our newsletter for information on events and booksellers' recommendations. We ship anywhere in the United States and internationally. 
Happy reading from Buxton Books. Well, and you, so I remember when you were working on that adult project, Mm -hmm. you are very, we're both very goal oriented, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we go about it very differently. Yes. We are very different storytellers. When you draft, you draft like really fast and efficiently. Yes. And you'd always joke, I've heard you joke many times that it's because you hate the drafting part so much you want to get it over with as soon as possible. Yes. I want the pain to end. (laughs) (laughs) I want, I want it to be over. Yeah. I want it to be over. So, but you remind me though, do you do word counts or chapter goals every day? I do word counts. Oh, okay. Because to me, nothing makes me feel alive (laughs) or like, or that I can survive the drafting Mm -hmm. than meeting my word count goals. And so while I'm drafting and this, Mm -hmm. it varies from project to project, but if I really want it to be over and I typically do, I will aim to write between 2000 to 3000 words. Mm -hmm. And if I am like on a really good roll, then I will keep going. And Mm -hmm. so the, the most I've ever written in one day was 14,000 words. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying that it was precious, you know, but, but I had the story down and the other thing too, and this is very different with how you operate. I know, but I plot so much of it that I don't get lost. I tackle everything. I know what's going to happen. If I do deviate, typically it's, it's, it fits within the parameters. Of it doesn't what I, like knock everything off track. No, yeah. and if it and if it did, I can always go back to my outline and figure out where it was that mm-hmm. I had first gotten lost because I have a map. Yeah. Yes. So then, are you planning on using the coloring sheets in the yes. workbook for yes. like word count? Or I think no word count for me. Yes, for sure. Probably like in a thousand increments or maybe yeah. five hundred. I'm not sure, but yeah, because there are like. We should probably explain. There's yes. coloring sheets. Yes. In, like progress coloring sheets in the workbook. There's mm-hmm. multiple ones where, and they're called the writer woods. Yeah. Which How I cute is that? So How cute is that? Um, and they're like little forests and mm-hmm. you color in the trees according to whatever your goals are in your increments. And so for you, it would be word, word count. count. Yes. And you would make every tree a thousand words. You're probably saying, a thousand. Yeah. And then I you would. just color them in as you hit it. And then I would color in. Yes. Or use a sticker. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Or use a sticker. Or use a sticker. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, what will be interesting is because I've already written the adult, I will probably be rewriting. So the workbook would be so helpful to keep track of my progress because, again, I just want to get the drafting over. Yeah. Seriously. But do you you still like drafting? I do. I mean, I think that (coughs) it, it... So... The drafting used to be my favorite part of the process. Mm-hmm. I still really love it, even though, yes, at times it is excruciatingly painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love it. But I think the thing that I've really grown to love so much is the story, what I call the story development process, which is like the stage before drafting for me. Mm-hmm. And it's where I'm playing with the idea in my head. I'm daydreaming about it. I'm brainstorming. I'm researching. Mm-hmm putting together visuals, building a music playlist. And I'm just getting like my heart a flutter yeah. about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that part too. I love it. Yeah. I love that part because yeah. it's like all like imagination and wonder, mm-hmm. you know? Um, then when you start actually drafting it. No, that feels like the honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. At some point. Mm-hmm. Although I still love drafting. Okay. So now I would say I would 
I would definitely prefer the story development phase. And then revision, I have like a love-hate relationship with revision because I love the feeling of accomplishment that the draft is already done mm-hmm. or, you know, written. Mm-hmm. And I'm just making it better. But then on the other hand, it's so much work. Mm-hmm. The revising part is so much work too that I just want to snap my fingers and it be at its like best peak potential. <laughs> and instead it takes multiple rounds of revision mm-hmm. to get there, which is what I'm where I'm at in my adult novel right now. There's just so much work to be done mm-hmm. and it feels very overwhelming. So yeah. do you make a checklist? Yeah, I make a like a revision plan essentially, mm-hmm. which I'm excited to see like how I can build that out in the workbook. Um, yeah, but I make for all of my projects, I've always done like an in depth revision plan so that I kind of have this plan of attack when I'm mm-hmm. going in to mm-hmm. the revision from page one. But it just it's so much work. This is exhausting. That's so funny. I think that drafting is exhausting. Mm-hmm. The story development idea is the most fun for me. I love to do research. I know we have that in common. Yeah. For example, with What the River Knows, I had done so much, mm-hmm. went to Egypt, all did all of that. That part was just, you know, you're falling in love at that you're point. You're playing. Yes, you're mm-hmm. playing. You're falling in love with that idea. And then as I'm drafting, it feels like honeymoon is over. Yeah. Now it's work, the hard work of making mm-hmm. the relationship work. Um, but then revising for me feels like, oh, this is what I remember what I loved about it. Yeah. It takes me back to the, what I, what I hoped that the book would be. Mm-hmm. There's something really satisfying to me too. It feels like smoothing out a wrinkle mm-hmm. and it feels immediate. Like, yeah, when you smooth out a wrinkle, there's like, oh, here's something tangible that just happened. I made a difference it's right satisfying here. It too. is extremely satisfying. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my favorite part of Everything, I think, is the past pages. Yes. Yeah. Because it's done. It is done. And the only changes in the past pages are, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. you you know do a bunch of revisions on your book. The final is accepted by the publisher. We do copy edits. Yes. You go through copy edits. Those can also be very tedious. But then you go to past pages, and it's where mm-hmm. the book is formatted in a PDF like it's going to look in, in your um, hands. Yeah, like when it's actually printed. And at that point, it feels finished. Yes. It, like, actually feels finished. And then you're just making little changes here and there. Like, swap out this word. Rearrange this sentence. Yes. And it just... Take out commas if you're Isabel. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like such a relief. A huge weight lifted every time I see the past pages. Mm -hmm. And then I can start just getting excited about the book. Mm -hmm. And, man, there's so many steps involved. And then when you have multiple projects going, it's just like... I know bouncing from what I don't know how you do that. I, I really know. don't. I don't either. Yeah, because like at I'm one in point state most of the time. Well, listen. At one point, you had your YA, you had the workbook, and you had your adult yeah. on your docket. Yeah, that's a lot, Adrian. Oh, I'll never do that again. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that again unless I got forced into Seems it somehow. Like a good, yeah, um, and they weren't they weren't really supposed to overlap in the way that they did, mm-hmm. but they did. Yeah, they did, and. It was a lot of work. I remember. It was. I was very tired <laughs> for a very long time. Oh and now having the workbook out because I had three books come out this year, mm-hmm. which I still cannot even believe those words came out of my mouth. But yeah. um, now I'm kind of like, we're going into the new year, like clean slate. And 
I have one book coming out next year. Mm-hmm. You have one book coming out next year. Yes. And it'll be back to like much more of a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. I'm very much looking forward to that. Let's see if I can keep myself from conjuring up more oh are you to put on my plate are you sneakily asking me to hold you accountable i would no, love I'm to do not that. asking that i would <laughs> so love to do that <laughs> no i'm not i'm not dropping a hint i like i feel like i'm incapable of not oh gosh this is just this is my curse i feel like as soon as things slow down i get all these ideas i know and I get really inspired about things, and then things get super busy again. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, things are too busy. I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. So then I slow down, and it's a vicious cycle. I know. And you're on it, you're kind of like that too, I feel like. Oh, we were talking about you though, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> we were just a little talking. uncomfortable when we turned the mirror your way, <laughs> Isabel. Whatever. <laughs> I do. Okay, but in, we're saying all this in all seriousness, I think. I have learned that the moments in between projects are, I need to be very intentional. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I do think that burnout mm-hmm. and that, uh, that creativity, well, if it's not fostered, nurtured, mm-hmm. it can just, I think that it, it can make me feel, oh my gosh, when is an idea going to come? When am I going to get something else? I always panic that I'm going to run out of something fresh, this, but... Yeah. When you give yourself time and space to just be able to think and you're not, you know, worried about whatever is on your docket and then the other thing and then the other thing, mm-hmm. I do think that that's when ideas come, inspiration strikes. Definitely. So you need to give yourself time and space. I'm saying this to you, but I'm also saying it to yes. you. Well, and I've learned, I've learned from experience that I, I need to be bored. Yes. Because when I'm so, when I keep myself so busy, the inspiration doesn't have room to strike. And Mm -hmm. so I, and I think I first really started thinking about this at the end of last year. I read this book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. And one, even though a lot of it is geared towards corporate type Mm -hmm. environments, I took a lot from the -hmm. book about just work habits and all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things he talks about, and I don't remember what his catchphrase or whatever yeah. was for it, but it was basically how essential boredom is yeah. and not constantly uh, entertaining ourselves yes. or working towards something because you have to be still for things, for parts of your brain that actually start functioning and work, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. So I've tried to keep that at the forefront of my mind this year, this fall was very busy because of the releases, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the spring and in the summer, especially I was able to like kind of redefine mm-hmm. how, how I'm using my time and how and investigate, like how it's impacting me creatively. So yeah. it, that has been a big light bulb mm-hmm. for me. And now I'm trying to keep it a priority. That mm-hmm. idea of like mm-hmm. having time to, even just read. Yes. Like, I feel like there were a few years there where I was barely even reading books. And that's yeah. my job. Mm-hmm. My job is books. And I was barely reading because I had no time. Yeah. And this year I read a ton of books for the first time mm-hmm. in a while. So, Which is incredible. You really always is. read a lot. I do, but I think I, I do, but I think it's out of absolute necessity. It's yeah. a way for me to shut off my brain. It's funny. We've been talking about, what what were we talking about recently? I think it was... Oh, I love to read romance. And so many of these 
so many romances that I read, there is something so comforting and familiar about the beats in the story. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I gravitate to that genre so much because yeah, we I'm, were talking about yeah, this. I remember now. Yeah, I'm anticipating something familiar, something mm-hmm. that I am able to shut off my brain and to to you know just sink into another world that's uncomplicated. I know. I more or less know where the story is going to go, but I'm having fun yeah. as I'm as I'm reading. So I do I do read a lot, but if I am reading a lot of romance, I think that's a really good indicator of just how much I need to sh- shut off my brain into how into stressed play. you are. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. no, but I, I, I it's true though. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like there's science behind that. Yeah, the idea of seeking out the familiar as a mm-hmm. comfort. I learned this actually from my therapist. Yeah, several years ago. Um, because I have always uh, had anxiety has been a big part of my life. And mm-hmm. so there are years when it is more manageable and years when it isn't manageable mm-hmm. or it's just harder to manage, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I was kind of talking with her about is there are certain TV shows. For me, it's Gilmore Girls. Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows this. My kids know this. Ooh, I love it. I That show for me is when I... I just, it's a comfort to me. Like it just calms me. And so even though, you know, every episode, I've seen every episode. I don't even know how many times, Yeah, but I keep going back to it and Mm -hmm. I will put it on in the background when I'm doing something or when I'm stressed Mm -hmm. out or, um, if I'm exhausted and I need to decompress, I'll like lay on the couch with, you know, a favorite drink and just put it on. Yeah. And she was telling me, that people who have anxiety mm-hmm. do this a lot without realizing it. And they yeah. have a thing they'll go back to again and again and again. A favorite movie, a favorite book, a favorite TV show. A favorite genre. Yes. yes. And yeah. that's what it makes me think of. It's yeah. like, I think it's just this comforting brain mm-hmm. thing for mm-hmm. like our nervous system. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, then there are stories that, I, that stress me out. Um, like... When I can't predict what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I have to walk away from the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? What is so like that for me is uh, that show, The Great. Really? Yes. But it's a it's such It is such a, such a good show. Yes, it is such it's a great show. It's such a good show. It's so well done. Oh, but um, I love the chaos. I can hardly watch it because it's <laughs> so unpredictable that I am anxious the whole time. Yeah. That's I don't fun. know what anyone on this show is going to do at any moment. Which is such good writing, though, when you it think is. about it. Oh, because brilliant. even though you don't, you can't anticipate mm-hmm. what these characters are going to do, it still feels in character. Yeah. They do something and I'm like, I did not see that coming. Yet I am not surprised. Yes. That they made that choice. I think it's very hard to craft characters like that, that way who run into chaos, like who are governed by chaos like yes. that. Yes. But I can't, well, I eventually had to stop watching the show because <gasps> I was, did you know, I think you know? I got through, how many seasons are there right now? There are two seasons, but the okay. thing that I love the most. I know you've told me. Okay. The culmination of like the, the romance. Yes. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it has been out everybody. But yes. anyway. But I just, I know I got through the first season, the complete first season. And then I think I got it two or three episodes into the second season. And I was like sweating. I was just like, <laughs> I can't handle this. Like every time I turn around, I have whiplash from these 
Okay, characters. Well, well, then here's my question. Would spoil, like, spoilers work? Maybe. Spoilers might help, but at the same time, then I'm, I already know what happens, and I kind of lose my motivation to find out. I know, but then you don't get, like, you get to see it in person. Yeah. Or I could just watch something else. You could absolutely. <laughs> that is 100% your choice and option. The Isabel of old would have, like, bullied yeah. you into it. Yeah. But now the Isabel, who has a lot more restraint, can mm. say... Hey, it is to not each his own. to each his own. It's not for everyone. Yeah, for sure, it's not for everyone. Yes. But all that to say, I get <laughs> what you're saying about yes, the reading romance yes. and how it just you come back to it and mm-hmm. it's like a safe little mm-hmm. lily pad to land on, and you're yeah. like, I know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. There's no surprises really, yeah. and I can just like get into it for sure. But it is, but it is true too that. I, and I, maybe I'm just realizing it, but if I am reading it so much, there might be some stress that I might need to examine (laughs) because if I'm constantly allowing myself to be distracted, Mm -hmm. then it is very hard to be imaginative, to Mm -hmm. play, to, to create anything. And there is, the other thing too, is that I wonder why, why we constantly seek to fill in the silences or not silences, just like literally nobody talking, but the quiet moments in our life with something with distraction. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're afraid to be bored. Yes. It's, it's actually, I mean, that book actually talks about this. Oh, there's all these studies on it. Why? Like it it has to do with the culture and media Mm -hmm. accessibility and pace of media, especially because Mm -hmm. we, we can constantly reach for it for distraction. Yes. Constantly. And um, it's like literally. Yes. Yes. And he uses the, uh, the example of even in the line at the coffee shop. Yes. You can't just not pull out your phone. Right. When you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And those impulses that we have are developed and they become habitual. And mm-hmm. then it's just something that we feel like we can't stop doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed this Two, for a while, I got into this habit where I'd be watching something and doing something on my phone. Same. At the same time. Yes. And then, this is what's infuriating, is someone would be like, how was that show? And I would just be like, it was okay. But probably. You were engaged. Yes. Probably it was better than okay. I just didn't give it a chance. Right. So, even that productivity mindset or, like, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting anything done right now. I need to like do. Answer an email. Yeah. What can I do right now that's productive? That mentality is, is what contributes to burnout. Mm -hmm. And that's also why I feel like I've been drawn to working on paper so much more Mm -hmm. and using my notebook so much more and not being in front of my screen all the time because it just becomes really difficult to quiet your mind, like you said, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I am hoping, I really am hoping that people feel that when they're using the workbook because, yes. and it's also one of the reasons why we didn't make a digital version. Yes. Oh, that is really, that's really, it's interesting because there are the things that I will want to free write is usually dialogue mm-hmm. to be able to, to be able to do that. There is something about disconnecting from the screen and not having to carry everything in the scene, like yeah. worrying about every, like, okay, what is li- the character literally doing? What's mm-hmm. surrounding them? What clothes are they wearing? What textures, layers, scents, sounds, all these things. But mm-hmm. then in, I have taken as a habit to just write dialogue mm-hmm. 
in loose sheets of paper, but now I will have the workbook to be yeah. able to put that in there. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I hope that it can be kind of a less stimulating environment. Yeah. For people to be creative because we just, we do everything on a screen it's now. True. And even though there's really wonderful digital tools out there and I use them mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. Um, I think it also makes it really difficult for me to mm-hmm. like just be creative organically yeah, and be able to use those parts of my brain. For so. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We really hit a lot of different. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This, it's. It's a very trailing thought process, but it's all connected. It is all it is all connected. Um it is all connected. Yeah. So anyway. Yes. Well I'm really glad we could do this project together. Yes, I'm really glad. And I'm super proud of us. Mm -hmm. Especially because I think I don't realize everything I'm doing until someone says to me, Oh, wow. That's a lot. Or you're always so busy. Or yeah. you've got a lot on your plate. And then I think to myself, is it? Do I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's happening I don't right even now. know. Is it true? But we did it. And yeah. I think that's the that's the best thing that we could we can say. We did our absolute best with yeah. it. We did. We're very proud of it. And we are very <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Junie's very proud, too. Yeah, Junie's very, very proud. <laughs> She's standing by the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank All you right. for listening. Yeah. Thanks for thanks having for being us. Here. And we can't <laughs> wait for everyone to use the yes. workbook. Yes. And if you do use the work to, uh, the workbook, it'd be awesome if you could um, use the hashtag, the Storytellers Workbook, because we might hop on the hashtag, and I'd love oh, to yeah. see how people are using see, it. I want to see, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Bye, thank everyone. You. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please visit alwaysauthors.com to learn about upcoming episodes, to read a transcript of this episode, to buy the books discussed here, and for more information about our sponsors, bookfinity.com and Buxton Books. Always Authors is an exclusive production of Atomic Focus Entertainment. Cheers.